0: Betches Media presents
1: Will you suck i d- To fix this water problem
2: Sorry to this man You can have a hundred people in the
1: room and I, oh,
2: Goodbye Kyle At Betches
1: and shine.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of At Betches I'm Dylan Hafer, assistant editor at Betches and host of the Mention It All podcast
1: I'm Dana Samuel, the community manager at Betches, and I run One's Happy Hour and You Up Instagram accounts.
0: And I am Mike Coscarelli. I am the manager of podcast production. Many of you might know me as the king of podcasts here at Betches. Thank you all for joining us this week.
2: Do many of us know you as the king of podcasts, Mike?
0: I think many people, both internally and externally, <laughs> He's got, got that uh,
1: official microphone, so he's got to be the yeah. king of it.
0: <laughs> That's why I sound a step
2: above you know
0: what I will let you podcast
2: I will let you have that one for today uh <laughs> we've got some very interesting stuff to talk about we have chase rice country singer star who had a very maskless concert in Tennessee this weekend sparking some backlash we have a kardashian update billionaire kim maybe not we'll see rob is back in the picture and yeezy and gap are doing a big old collab and then we're going to talk about hamilton which is coming to disney plus this weekend and talk about you know our diverse casting processes mike let us know what's happening at betches this week
0: yes everybody before we get into today's show we want to let you know what is happening at betches Uh, To start, we've got the Good Influence Fund. Uh, You can go to betches.co slash donate. We're working with a lot of great organizations uh, to uh, help bring some sort of uh, social change to the country right now um dylan remind me what are some of the um great organizations that we're working with we
2: have the aclu we have the naacp there's two others that i don't know off the top of my head but yeah it's for go to betches.co slash donate for all the details it's it's a great way to get involved
0: Right, so donate there. We've also got our SUP Live show coming up this week. You can grab a drink and join us on Thursday, July 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for America's virtual birthday party. Sammy, Elise, and Brian are going to play games with Representative Eric Solwell, Priyanka Arbindi, uh, and EJ Baker from Crooked Media, and more. Uh, the best part is that 100% of the ticket sales will be donated to the ACLU's Voting Rights Project to combat uh, voter suppression efforts. It might be combat but I, try, I said combat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tickets are on sale now, uh, and you can go to betches.co slash suplive to get yours. That's betches.co slash suplive. And then tonight at 8 p.m., head over to the Betches IG account for the all-new episode of The Feeling is Virtual, and you can find out who Kay is vibing with this week. I think we're four episodes in now, and people seem to be loving it. And hopefully Kay will find some love. Uh, Kay of the Bachelor, the bachelor fame, obviously. Um, so tune into that. It should be a lot of fun.
2: Dana, you and I were in those IG live comments during last week's live date, and it was, it was a mess. <laughs> <We>
1: <laughs> in were, a good way. Was it? <laughs> yeah, we were trolling it in the best way. It was it was entertaining to watch. <laughs> you
2: know, our girl Kay is looking for love, and we got to give her a hard time.
0: <laughs> what are people saying? They're just, like, messing I mean,
1: around. the typical stuff that you would expect from people like dylan and myself and everyone else at the office just that commentary and then there's the people
2: (laughs) (laughs) the people last week there was a date with one of the guys i think carrie who had a really really yikes wi-fi connection um so he was he was getting a little bit trolled some comments about dial-up uh you know (laughs) love it all in good fun So today, the first thing we're talking about is Chase Rice's concert he had in Tennessee over the weekend. If you aren't a big country music fan, same. Chase Rice, you might recognize from last season of The Bachelor. He performed on a one-on-one date with Victoria F, who then revealed that she had dated Chase Rice, and that was a whole big drama. So that's kind of my way into the story. Otherwise, I would not know who this guy is. But he had this concert in Tennessee, at this venue, it's in rural Tennessee, so it's not like in Nashville or Memphis or anything, but there were, let's say hundreds of people there. The venue said less than a thousand, but there was no kind of social distancing happening. Um, The venue said that they have um, some efforts in place for social distancing, like reduced capacity, people are given temperature checks, staff is required to wear masks. But based on the pictures, it didn't matter that there was reduced capacity because everyone is still just rushing up to the stage to try and get as close as possible. So um, yeah, the it was picture... a little jarring to see those videos.
0: I was gonna say the pictures look quite bad. I mean, uh, it looks like you're just as close to some of these girls, because I think that he his audience seems to be uh, younger women. I think that seems to be a trend in country music period because all these guys are just like football players who play guitar. <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, it looks like they're just like pressing faces on top of each other, standing room only. Like, like not quite climbing over the barricades, but like, you know, cheek to cheek, uh, as close to the stage as possible. And I gotta say, man, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how he didn't think he would get some sort of backlash from this. But I think that sort of brings up the issue that seems to be uh, affecting the entire country right now is that there is this divide between people that kind of think that the virus uh, or that the pandemic is like over and we're we're back to normal uh and these people that are like what the fuck are you doing are you nuts um and i like to hope that there are more people that are saying you know the the latter as opposed to the former but I, i don't know i mean clearly if this dude thought that this was all good um then he was clearly could not have been expecting backlash from this he probably thought that like oh my people are gonna are gonna love this and I clearly have a foothold in some sort of um, uh, uh, part of the country that like thinks that this is like the right move but I don't know that (laughs) it seems to be like like a smaller portion of a bigger issue that we're dealing with in the country at the moment I don't know how you guys feel about it but
2: Social media is frustrating right now because I feel like there are two... Yeah, like you were saying, it's two different worlds of people. It's it's crazy.
0: Well, let's start here. Who's... So out of the three of us, Dana, are you in the city or are you at your parents' place?
1: No, I'm back home. Back home with the parents.
0: In Connecticut, correct? Yeah. And Dylan, you're obviously in the city.
2: I have not left the island of Manhattan since probably February.
0: And I'm in New Jersey, so I'm at my parents' place for the next month, hanging out. And I've been here for two months. So, out of the three of us, out of the people that you know, there's two of us in more—I don't want to say rural areas, because I don't suburban. Suburban, yeah, that's probably the way to do it. Dana, what have you seen as far as people wearing masks? Uh, Have you felt? Have you been to places so far where you haven't been comfortable with? you know the type of um personal protective wear that people are wearing and and if that's the case um what do you do in those situations
1: um so mostly i've only gone to grocery stores and i had one singular social distance meet up with my friend where i like sat on her curb and she sat on her porch and we talked but going to the grocery stores i want to say at the beginning of march until Maybe a couple weeks ago, it was really, really enforced of they had markings and the lines outside six feet apart before we even went in. You're required to wear a mask. They wouldn't let you bring in your own reusable bags. They were trying to, you know, limit exposure as much as possible. And for the most part, the mask thing is still heavily enforced in the sense where they have signs, they won't let you in if you don't have one on, but I've seen people who've got on like the chin strap mask so they get in the store and pull it down and their nose and their mouth are out or it's just, you know, not, not doing what it's supposed to do. So I haven't, for the most part, felt uncomfortable in the sense of no one's wearing anything or no one is trying to social distance or anything. But in the same turn, there are so many of my friends who are out there and just going to bars and going to restaurants and, like, going over everyone's house. And not to say that you, like, can't see other people, but just do it responsibly. And right. they're not. And then they're coming back to me and sending me messages or whatever. Like, oh, did you see Connecticut is still one of the only green states. Like, our pers- our uh, cases are going down. I'm like, but don't think I didn't see your ass out at the bar acting like it didn't
2: exist at all. Like, don't, right. don't, no. I, <laughs> yeah. I had a... A frustrating experience over the weekend. So New York in the city, we've been in phase two for a little over a week. Which means that we can eat outside at restaurants, which I have not done yet. I've like gone and picked stuff up and went home, but I haven't like gone out to a place with a waiter. And it's also the first time that you can go into a store and shop before all you could do was like order ahead and pick something up at the front door. So I I'm the kind of person where I buy stuff online, but I prefer to shop in the store. And so the last few months, it's actually been kind of annoying and hard that it's like, oh, I can't just like go shopping on the weekend, I have to like, if I want something, I have to order it online. So I, as like a drive run, I went to the Foot Locker in my neighborhood. It's like two blocks from my apartment. I didn't have to take the subway or anything to get there. I was like, okay, this is chill. It's a very small store they so i had to wait in line for like 15 minutes to get inside because they have like they're only letting like 10 people in the store at once and everyone's wearing a mask but i get in and half the people shopping in the store have their mask hanging low not covering their nose (laughs) which is a pet peeve of mine because i'm like just move it up an inch right that's all you got to do but then the employees in the store one of the women who i think must have been the manager because she was like kind of walking around to the other employees like sort of checking things. Her mask was around her chin, not even covering her mouth at all. She was chewing gum, like mouth open chewing yeah. gum. And I'm like, is this really how it's going to be that if I'm if I want to go and run an errand or, you know, r- do any kind of thing in public that I'm going to have to decide whether it's worth being exposed to people who aren't following the rules? Because I totally get that, you know, for retail employees and food service industry and stuff like that that right now is a really it's a really weird time and people aren't necessarily being given a choice of whether they feel comfortable going back to work and whatever but it's like just wear your mask oh my god like
0: dude i I, I feel the exact same way i had i uh, i went into the city uh last week and i got a haircut for the first time uh in in 2020 i think <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Um, you know, it was the first time in New York that they had opened um, right. uh, Barber shops uh, It was last week And I went, and I think my barber Is one of these guys who thinks this is all Like, overblown and fake And um, He was wearing a mask, I was wearing a mask While I was getting a haircut, but He, uh, it kept sliding off his face And he wouldn't really fix it So his nose was sticking out And his, his mouth was covered, so it might, I might as well have been Getting a haircut by someone not wearing a mask But the thing is I-, I was in this situation and I feel like you were in the similar situation to Foot Locker where especially if you are patroning a-, a place you know what is your responsibility to actually walk up to somebody and say hey I'm choosing to be here I'm trying to help you and give you money right. as a business but I'm uncomfortable like I- I've been in a couple of these places now where there's like one person that doesn't have a mask and everybody is saying I was in a Dunkin Donuts when I was coming home from the city the other day and a kid came in there with no mask. This was in Astoria. And uh, the woman at Dunkin' Donuts had to say, had to throw him out. and was like, you're not wearing a mask. Get out of here, which was very brave of her. I don't think that I would be brave enough to do that. But like, it's these yeah. little things because, you know, this concert is obviously, this is a, an obvious dumbass right. brainer. Right, right. right, right. You, you know, but I think we're in this like in between now where we start seeing that the cases are going up more in some of the southern states like texas and florida it's getting so bad that other countries don't want us going there which is like uh it's very different usually we're the country kicking people out you know <laughs>
2: yeah I'm, i it's funny all those people who thought they were going to be good to plan some big vacation for august or whatever right. and now it's like oh no honey you can't go to europe this summer yeah. at all
0: <laughs> Italy's like, get the fuck out of here we don't want you <laughs> stay in but, disney world
2: yeah it's
0: so I don't know. I think I think that's gonna be the thing. Like I, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I I still don't. Even though it 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 should be a no brainer, I still don't know that I feel comfortable pulling if somebody I, aside and being like, hey man, where's your fucking mask? You know. Right,
2: and especially for me, like if I'm in a situation where I don't know, I don't know someone. It's a stranger. I don't know how they're gonna react. You see these videos on social media of some woman in the grocery store gets told to put a mask on, and she's like, If you're gonna yell at me, I'm gonna come over and cough on you. And to be honest, if somebody <laughs> came up to me and coughed on me in the grocery store, I might catch a case. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I might yeah. knock her on the ground. Like, there, I don't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's no so way I'm not gonna swing at someone who <laughs> deliberately coughs in my face.
2: I mean, now so it's, is the time yeah
0: it's, it's <laughs> chaos out there
2: <laughs> so you have to weigh you have to weigh whether it's worth potentially escalating a situation to say, Hey, ma'am, like is there any way you can put on a mask, especially when i'm just another customer? it's not like they're coming in my place of work I'm also choosing to be there, so
0: right well, to finish out this chase Rice discussion, is there anything that you guys would do right now in some sort of crowd because obviously we we are both we all agree that this crowd was too big and people were clearly not protecting themselves at all but is there something that you would do right now in a smaller crowd with a mask that you would feel comfortable doing would you go to a concert if it was like 20 people or are we still not are we still not even there yet
2: um well I went to a protest earlier this month which honestly is not that different and felt like pretty much everyone was wearing a mask but other I think I don't think I would do it if it felt unnecessary or kind of frivolous
1: I don't think I mean I I love love concerts and I've been to many in my day and I get very aggressive at them in the sense of trying to you know you want to be up close with the person who's performing so trying to you know get my way to the front but I've never been a, a crowd person not in the sense that they make me nervous but I just don't like people in my personal space. So mm-hmm. I think not out of fear, but out of just before the pandemic and now, my comfort level is like grocery store crowd. Okay, cool. <laughs> I can navigate be, my way through that, but I don't really.
2: To I don't be honest, need to be around If, if I'm people. gonna put myself in some kind of risky situation, it's gonna be something that I I don't know. Like I don't have any problem not going to a concert till 2021. I feel okay about kind that. Kind of
0: agree, especially yeah. That I listen to. Uh, they're all like dead or dying anyway. Like I don't I'm in no rush to be the Rolling Stone. <laughs> you know? They're they're like eighty five. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> you know, we missed it. Would <laughs> have been alive in the seventies, maybe would have alright. Uh. Oh my god.
3: Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am, said mom, I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery-soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit.
0: give a little kardashian update shall we
2: let's talk about the kardashians so um chloe had her birthday party over the weekend um as usual even in times of corona we're having extravagant kardashian birthday parties this one had maybe the most terrifying thing at any of these birthday parties yet which was a gigantic inflatable slide with chloe's face on top featuring i'm not sure which nose it was that was on this slide but (laughs) Oh, it's spooky. I don't know I don't know who would who would think that's a good idea, but they have terrifying
0: well. parties. Always.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right, they have Stormy's face. I
1: was like, just gonna giant. say the blow up Stormy was I mean, nightmares.
2: Look, I'm I'm all for putting someone's face on a pillow or on some M&Ms or something, but they gotta stop with these blow up faces. That's not yeah. good. <laughs> Um, So, but at the party, Rob Kardashian made an appearance and was in numerous photos that people posted, which has not happened in a while. And Rob's looking good. He's looking happy, healthy, still in legal battles with Black China, but that's never going away. (laughs) No, that's,
1: that's indefinite.
2: (laughs) So do we think that Rob is back in a sense that he's going to be more active in like the tv shows and the family stuff or is it just enough that he's physically at the event
1: i don't know i think it's i think it's hard to gauge without him you know outwardly addressing it but then that's so like really what is there to address we know that's that's been your like mo you come in you get featured in some parties and stuff because obviously he's they're all very Family oriented, from you know what it seems. So he's been present at those things, but I mean, I went back in his social media a couple days. He's been posting some stuff more so than than ever that had actual people in it and had himself in in it. So,
0: is his situation that he's just like a like reclusive and he doesn't want to? Because this is the thing I don't really seem to understand. I had the same thought, Dylan, when. You know, right. was I'm back. It's like you're what do you mean you're back? What exactly does this <laughs> are you back? Well on it's funny because
2: I feel like there was this there was this like narrative that it was like Rob was sad and Rob gained weight and now Rob can't be seen in public.
3: Sure. Which is yeah. so yeah. I mean
2: them. it's like I've gained weight before, I'm s i am I still have to be on this fucking Zoom call. Right, right, right. And- <laughs> So it's funny because obviously the stuff that went down with Black China was bad. And he, you know, they did a show together. They were on TV together and he, their breakup was super public. And fun fact, he's still legally not allowed to run his own Instagram account. He, it's, if you go to his Instagram, it says in the bio, it's like managed by Jenner communications because after he posted, after he posted revenge porn of Black China, they were like, we're not gonna shut down the account, but Rob can't be the one running it.
0: That so is. So I
2: don't. I don't know, somebody I don't, in,
0: in Chris's camp is run, as usual, fucking pulling all the strings. And yes, Jesus Christ, man!
2: Look, maybe How, Rob, what, Rob what Kardashian must he, to
0: be in that family. It really must. Like, I know that they're all billionaires now, allegedly, but like, this <laughs> sounds like a fucking nightmare.
2: Well, speaking of billionaires, allegedly, there was this. So. Yesterday news broke that Kim is selling twenty percent of her makeup brand, KKW Beauty, to Cody, which is the same company that bought a majority stake in Kylie Cosmetics. And so, you know, if the if the numbers are true, selling two twenty percent for two hundred million means that it's worth a billion dollars. And everybody was like, Kim's a billionaire now. Yay!
3: But Yay. <laughs>
2: But not so fast. Kanye posted this tweet, which is just so bizarre, congratulating her on becoming a billionaire. And then Forbes... Wait,
0: can you explain the tweet, though, before we we just... It 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 was a bunch of vegetables.
1: I was going to say, the image had, like, a a green pepper in it.
0: (laughs) It's a green pepper? Yeah, it's a green pepper and an onion. It's a
2: green pepper. And he's like, baby, like, I'm so proud that you're officially a billionaire. And it's like, imagine this being the shit that happens to you as a couple, that it's like, baby, I'm so proud you're officially (laughs) a billionaire. (laughs) But so then Forbes came out 24 hours after this report and said, wait, 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 not so fast. Kim's not officially a billionaire because apparently Kris Jenner still owns 8% or something of KKW Beauty. So even if the total valuation is a billion, Kim's not actually the full owner. It's complicated, but essentially they did the same thing to Kim that they did to Kylie a month ago. And we're like, not so fast, honey. You don't own the whole thing and it's not worth (laughs) as much as you think. So Forbes really, the Kardashians are on Forbes' shit list right now, which I think is... A hilarious feud
0: and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's full on beef. Um, first off, Cody Cosmetics, I, guys. I don't know anything about makeup. Obviously, is this a legit? Like, I know Ulta Beauty. We've worked yes. with in the past. I know they're a big deal. Like, I know Mac is a big deal. But so what the Cody, hell is Cody? Because I looked it up, so, and they're they're trading at four dollars on the sta- stock exchange right now. So I so find Cody it hard to believe that they of those... have this money.
2: <laughs> they're, like a, they're like a parent company, so they own a bunch of different things, but they have always done more traditional beauty brands that have not been doing as well in recent years. So it was a big deal when they bought Kylie last year because it was kind of their first big play into this like new market of online stuff, Got it. whatever. So they're like a, they're like a prestigious brand, but not so much successful in recent years, if that makes sense. It
0: does. Uh, I think that it is. It's hilarious to me that um, Forbes is going after the Kardashians, trying to really be one of the the uh, the last chairs in the way of the Kardashian dynasty, just taking <laughs> over the the country. Um, I don't know. I, I this whole thing is obviously very fishy to me. I know that she is like a, a they, not just she. They're a huge. Um, brand for reasons I'll, I'll never understand and still don't understand um, I, I don't know maybe from a female perspective and Dana maybe you can shine some light uh, I, I've never understood the appeal of them I, I still don't really you know I guess my question is Dana do do women want to look like Kim Kardashian like is that why they're cosmetics are so marketable because they're like these women are so beautiful. If I put this shit on my face, I'm going to look like them?
2: I wonder the same thing because I love the Kardashians but I'm not like, oh god, how can I look like Kylie? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, and not to be, I can already hear some people's eyes rolling at this statement I'm about to make because Kay makes fun of it. Makes fun of me for all the time. I don't really... As you can tell, because I have no eyebrows right now, I don't really wear much makeup if I'm going to. It's if I'm like going to be in a video for work or, you know, be recorded in some way, I'll throw on some eyebrows and some lashes because I look like a naked mole rat otherwise. (laughs) But never growing up, I mean, growing, when I was younger, I want to say like late teens, I was more into the whole Kardashian thing and I would watch the show. I would keep up with them, if you will. And now I don't, I mean, even then I never had an urge to be like, oh, I want this like itty bitty nose. And I want all my my skin to look this way and shiny from all angles. And I just want like alien features Mm. in some sense. But I think it's, I think a portion of it is just, to be able to like say you have it or say that you used it or you are yeah. you know have some sort of connection to them in some way because like the even the the Kylie lip kits and stuff, I know those are probably one of the less expensive things that she sells or in general that family sells. So it's like, oh I can get in on get in on the clout of all this by just buying, you know, ooh, I got the got the lip kit now I'm a part of the club.
2: I right. guess sometimes it's just fun to kind of be like, oh, well, I need to buy makeup anyway. Like, maybe I'll try this shit that Kim makes. And I recently did sort of a, the same thing. I needed new sheets, and I bought sheets from Portia Williams from Real Housewives of Atlanta, who has a bedding collection for some reason. Right. And look, the sheets are really nice. I love the sheets. Right. So I guess it's the kind of thing where I don't, I don't necessarily need to knock the actual products, but it's like, yeah, people that are buying so much of this shit, it's like, oh, okay go off but you know they don't need your money right
1: yeah and some of it i'm sure is like a like a trying to prove them right or wrong. Because I remember when... I I can't remember the name of the product, but Kim came out with some skin thing, and you rub it on, and it basically like erases any traces of veins or anything. Yes, she had the
2: body makeup. I remember that.
1: Yeah, so trying to buy the stuff... Because you see those videos, and it seems very unbelievable that they actually work like that or look like that. So you want to buy it to like see for yourself.
0: So it's cosmetics for vampires who are hoping to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> way. It's, um, it's, cosmetics for,
2: it's cosmetics <laughs> for women who like to have their faces tan and don't want people to know that the rest of her body isn't tan either right <laughs> yeah
0: okay. well branding is obviously the thing that they're good at and kanye now is part of the family uh allegedly he is a billionaire too i think for forbes confirmed that he is a billionaire so he he's the only member of the kardashian family who's got a billion dollars in the bank sure Um, But huge news over the weekend that uh, Yeezy is partnering with The Gap. A lot of things to unpack here. First off, is it a bad sign for Kanye that he is the number three item in our Kardashian update?
2: Look, Kanye put out a new song today with Travis Scott. He allegedly has an album on the way. I think he could not give less of a shit where he's included in the Kardashian roundup because he still sees (laughs) himself as a separate entity, which he didn't I didn't say he, is, but I, it's funny, I think, so this Yeezy deal with the Gap, it's a 10-year deal yeah. that's going to make him a ton of money, and it even has, I think it has an equity, some, some amount of basically ownership stake in the Gap, so he will make more money if Gap overall does better. Right. And, you know, Gap has not been doing great lately. It's a mall store. Malls have been closed for yeah. months now. It's a I mall it's-
0: store. And the other, th- so I, I am speaking as a former Gap employee. I don't know if you guys Ooh. are aware. for the audience. I worked at Banana Republic in the Freehold Mall in Freehold, New Jersey for about seven years. I worked there from, uh, I, think I, I think I got the job when I was 16 and I worked there until I was out of college. Um, And when I was there Now this is years ago at this point You're talking almost 15 years ago Mm -hmm. um, They were sputtering And flailing like a bunch of fucking idiots Like they had no idea what they were doing Um, So it's hilarious to me That Yeezy is going to come in now I don't think one of these shirts Is going to fit any torso in America (laughs) Not not once have I Dude I had a gap discount And I used to it It was hefty It was like you get like five items, 50% off. Like I couldn't buy any of the clothing cause it was just like nothing fit. The shirts don't fit. <laughs> they have no idea. Like they don't know what is cool anymore. Um, and they haven't in a long time. And I guess in that respect, it might be a good look, but like, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is going to bring, if the price point doesn't come come down from what Yeezy's stuff is like on its own, like,
3: yeah. I don't know. I
0: know you're trying to get suburban kids to shop at the Gap at the malls, but I I just, I don't know. It just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. You know what I mean?
2: Definitely. Yeah.
1: And I saw um, Dylan, I think it was you actually, who tweeted the other day that was like, oh, can't wait to see the new Yeezys next to all the flag t-shirts at the Gap. <laughs> that was so it's, funny.
2: It's interesting because I think Kanye has cultivated this brand that's so it's so cool to a fault. And whether you like it or not, that's a separate issue. But I don't think I think everybody thinks of Yeezy as being something that's a very specific look. And it's, you know, Mm -hmm. curated very carefully and whatever. And Gap is where people go to buy their jeans and their cargo shorts and their flip flops. And so I don't, I don't have a negative opinion about Gap, but my opinion of Gap is so vastly different than what I think of Yeezy as. Yeah. So I'm like, I think it has potential to be a really cool collection. Or I mean, it's 10 years, so it's gonna be a lot of collections, but it could be yeah. cool. But also it's like, am I gonna go to Gap because they have Yeezy clothes now?
0: And maybe we're too old, but I mean, personally, I feel like the Gap is the store where you like, you get home with the bag of stuff you bought and regret it all. And, <laughs> $75 it's- on six t-shirts that don't fit, that looked okay in, in the dressing room. <laughs> I have to make a check. I'm like,
2: yeah. yeah, like sweaty this- in the fitting room and I'm like, I guess this looks good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. That should be the Gap's slogan. <laughs> eh, it's clothes.
2: It'll good do. enough. <laughs> <laughs> look i i i think easy and gap you know the sky's the limit but that
0: yeah, I-
4: <laughs> we've all been there trying to fit everything we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams but with base there's room for everything 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip Go to BaseTravel.com slash Betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S-Travel.com slash Betches. All right. Well, we got,
0: um, we got some, some good news, I, I, I think. I'd like to think that it's good news. Coming in a couple of days, we're going to see uh, Hamilton, the uh, feature film um, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I don't believe this was meant to be released uh originally July third, but I think it got pushed up because of the pandemic. Am I correct about that, Dylan?
2: Yeah, so Disney bought so basically they filmed Hamilton on Broadway before the original stars left in back in like twenty seventeen. And so they filmed it, produced it, cut it together into this, you know, cool movie version, and basically then shopped it around. And Disney spent like $75 million to get the distribution Shoot. rights to this. Jump
0: change for Disney. And so
2: <laughs> they had big plans. They were gonna release it in theaters over a year from now. So like fall 2021. Right. And then, you know, when all this shit went down decided to put it on Disney plus. So, I mean, they're kind of taking a big loss because now, you know, I mean, some people I'm sure will make new accounts or whatever. But in general, they're not going to have any kind of box office money from this. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see it. I personally have not seen Hamilton. Uh, both of my parents have seen it, which is a sore subject because, <clears throat> of course, I didn't want to go. Uh, but,
1: Pretty rude. Pretty rude.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to finally actually sit down and watch it. And, um, you know, it's I, it's an, a historic show. It's cool that it's going to be available like that. Dan, have you seen it?
1: No, I wanted to. And I and I've been entering the lottery for a disgusting amount of time. I have not won, obviously. But when I was in college, my boss actually made she went to go see it with her husband. And she's like, that was the most expensive thing I've bought since I bought my car. And she made me sit on my shift she's like you do this i'll answer the phones i'll greet the guests i was a tour guide so I'll, I'll do all that you sit and watch these clips from hamilton okay okay <laughs> so <laughs> she obviously loves it from i've listened to the album yeah. countless times the soundtrack yeah times. time so i'm really excited to see what it how
2: it looks
0: yeah i agree I, i've seen it on broadway my mom got tickets um after okay
4: the- I, feel,
0: Dude, I feel i don't know like- how it happened i don't i don't know if she got the lottery or if she just bought the tickets a year out or what the deal was but
2: uh, oh so you're rich
0: no you're rich <laughs> rich my, my jersey mom, rich <laughs> no trust me if you could see this house you would you would <laughs> <laughs> um I-, <laughs> I i i can say it was uh, like my mom is just we're we're Broadway people. I grew up going to shows. It's like one of the things that my mom will spend money on yeah. is like yeah. we saw the producers when it was on when the original cast. Like my mom will spend a hundred plus to go see a Broadway show. Right, it's right. like one of the things that she really likes. And she had the Hamilton tickets I think it was about a year in advance and I had marked my calendar for I think I saw it last summer. Either either last summer or the summer wow. before. But the original cast was gone. It is a masterpiece. There's no question. I, in my opinion, I don't really yeah. think much discussion. It, it's one of the greatest pieces of writing. It's just amazing. Like, it's one of the few times I've cried in like a, uh, a, a Broadway theater watching something. It was just, it was absolutely incredible. And I'm, I'm hoping, you know, this is the original cast <laughs> doing the show. It looks like it shot really well. Like you said, Dylan, I've, I've heard
2: from a couple people who have seen more footage of it in advance because... Whatever I whatever, but i've I've heard that they did a really good job with it, that it's like it it doesn't feel like you're watching like somebody held a camera up at the stage like
1: <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most, because, like I said, other than the clips my boss made me watch, which was them performing at you know the Tonys or different ceremonies Thanksgiving parade, or, yeah yeah, things like that. <laughs> anything else I've seen has been someone illegally recording the show. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's shaky hands and yeah. bad zooms and someone's head is in the way half the yeah. time. So, so. Bootleg. <laughs>
0: bootleg,
1: bootleg. bootleg.
0: Um, yeah. Well, Dana, uh, you're going to love it. I think the, the thing that sucks about it is that I, like, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one that did this, but I knew every word to the, to the album before I went and saw it. And it kind of sucks when you don't know the visuals because you kind of know, first off, you know the story. You know he's going to get shot at some point. No,
2: <laughs> spoiler alert.
0: So, <laughs> spoiler alert. Alexander the Hamilton story. is not
2: still alive. Spoiler <laughs> alert.
0: <laughs> but you kind of know how that, that, that's going to happen and then you, you know like the turns in the show a little bit so the soundtrack kind of ruins that aspect of it which is a bummer because usually you know most of these Broadway shows you're going in semi-blind you know but yeah The other thing is, you know, this is the first show that I can remember where culturally, I mean, it's, it's gotta be the biggest Broadway show of all time. You know, the fact that you still can't get a ticket, you know, pandemic aside is gotta say something, but it's the first thing that I can remember where um, it took a historical um, time period, um, uh, told a story from that time period and used actors and voices Uh, Of people of color that clearly You know at that time in history Were not um, Part of this story In a uh, 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 a, I don't want to say a meaningful way But you know they weren't There were not a lot of people of color writing uh, You know the Declaration of Independence Or the Bill of Rights or anything like that And this was a reimagining of all that stuff Where you did have you know you had Mm A a black Thomas Jefferson You had a Puerto Rican uh, Alexander Hamilton And the first conversations of, you know, I was working at a at a radio station that kind of leaned a little conservative at the time and we would have callers when this would be a, a, a point of discussion when like Mike Pence was in the audience and all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They were a little upset that um, people of color were playing uh, people that were historically uh, white.
2: Aren't Um, they always? Yeah, Karen's like Karen calls in, she's like, you know, I've seen a painting of Thomas Jefferson, and it's offensive (laughs) to me. And he didn't have dreadlocks. He's
1: not this color on my dollar bill.
0: Right, mad about it. And I think that that was the first time that I had seen something like that. Obviously, I don't know if you guys have watched it, but Hulu has a show on right now called The Great, which is about Russia in the 1700s uh, when Catherine the Great seizes power. It's Um, Elle Fanning,
2: right? Elle Fanning yeah she's a
0: producer and she's the star she plays Catherine the Great Um, and the cast is diverse they have you know black nobility um, uh, or black people playing um, um, people that were in the nobility in a time where that probably was not the case in Russia you know you have some some people of color that are that are Arab or Hispanic that are in this movie uh, or in this show rather and I loved it I watched it and um, it it maybe it's because I'm younger it didn't make a difference to me, but I do wonder if this is a, like a a great first step for diversity in Hollywood. Cause I got to tell you, man, now uh, I've been watching movies in quarantine. I watched the Patriot the other day, which is, if you don't know, it's like an action movie about the American revolution with Mel Uh Gibson in it, which is a whole other conversation about, you know, problematic and whatever. But um, it is a movie clearly written by a white guy with a full white cast you know, four white people and it is, I was uncomfortable watching it and I hadn't watched it in years. And it was the first time where I was just like, there's no black people here. The only time that there are black people in this movie is when they're depicted as slaves. And when a a part of a, of a slave is written by a white guy and you can tell it, it, it just, it makes, it doesn't make, it does not make me, it makes you feel really uncomfortable at this point. Honestly, it just like, and I, I think, I do wonder if this reimagining of these historical pieces um, with people of color is a good first step for diversity in Hollywood. Uh, and psychologically, if it is like a, a an important thing for young people of color to see, um, I don't know. I, Dana, I would love to hear your opinion if you have one on um, that philosophy.
1: I think, yeah, I think obviously it's in, you know, the big picture a very small step like at this point it's the least you can do is to try to you know cast diverse people for different things and obviously just speaking back on Hamilton there's proven success that even if you are taking a new perspective reimagining these characters including you know people who they may not have actually looked like that in the you know the actual time that it was going on but extreme success in doing that i true i mean truly i don't think hamilton would be as good if it didn't have such a diverse amount of you know just voices just the way that different people Mm -hmm. sing even that has such a big aspect and i think just going on the last point you said excuse me as well about young people seeing that representation i think that's so so important because that is just whether or not you're taking it at face value of, oh, this actor looks like me. If you're mm-hmm. seeing, wow, this person, you know, went through this, this, and this, and they ended up at this position of power. They, you know, this person is a queen. Like, I could be a queen if I wanted to. That, you know, I think that's so important because otherwise you are growing up just watching, like you're growing up looking through the window, seeing all oh, other people who don't look like you do these things be able to accomplish all this, and then you're just like, okay, guess I work for those people because that's the only way you're seeing them depicted.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years. And I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it Visit BetterHelp.com/batches today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp hel slash batches
2: I think it's important, I th- and I think we're hopefully getting to a place where this will become more commonplace. That people that are in positions, when you're casting these projects or writing or you know, in a decision-making role, that you actually think critically about when it is and isn't important to cast someone of a certain race. Obviously we've seen we, um, with, what's the animated show? The, oh, with um, Big Mouth, that yeah. Jenny Slate oh, yeah. was, was voicing a mixed race character and same with the new show Central Park, Kristen Bell was voicing a mixed race character and they both just announced that they will no longer play those characters. That's something where those characters we should know it should be common sense that you should not have a black character being played by a white woman or you know we've seen you know Emma Stone playing an Asian woman in a movie stuff like that should not be happening at this point but that if you have a script that you're casting for and it's just a story about people and race isn't an element of the story that you should be open to whoever is the best fit for the part and not just oh like i was thinking of someone who was blonde and fair-skinned so maybe not i recently i recently watched an interview i want to say it was zendaya it may have been someone Um, else i wish i could remember but somebody who is a prominent actress woman of color black woman saying that she has told her agents you know if if i if i'm interested in a project and they say to you oh like she's not really what we have in mind we're thinking of a white woman for this role get me the appointment anyway because that's not a real reason right and it's so it's one thing you know if you're thinking of i grew up doing theater so i think of a lot of you know musicals and stuff in this light like a story like hairspray a main part of the plot in hairspray is racial tension and there's you know, black people and white people, and it's set in the civil rights movement era in the 60s. That's a show where obviously some of the characters need to be white, and some of the characters need Mm -hmm. to be black. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, you're telling the story in an authentic way. And that's an important part of the story. But with something like Hamilton, it doesn't actually make a difference in the story, you know, when you're watching it on the stage, what skin color the people have. So it's, I think it's important to go on a case-by-case basis and say, okay, in this specific instance, is it important to the story to have, you know, certain dynamics in the cast and certain diversity? And if it's not, then you should be casting openly and you shouldn't be making choices that aren't relevant to the actual storytelling. And I think hopefully, hopefully people will start to kind of have that mindset more so than just like, oh, like in my mind, she wasn't in my mind she was white so we should probably just cast a white girl right
1: Definitely, yeah, yeah I definitely agree and especially in in theater I feel like it's very prominent too I I was thinking the exact thing with Hairspray but even just thinking about productions I was in when I was in high school I was mm-hmm. always like in the ensemble because I I just can't sing but that's my <laughs> business but um we did The Wiz I think when when I was a sophomore or something but it was an all white cast. And that is. That's you, wild. That's not what the, the point
0: Wiz of the Wiz is. is. That it's supposed to be, it's like the Wizard of Oz. It's like yeah, a,
2: sorry. Yeah. That's one of those things where, like, sorry, if you don't have a majority black casting pool, you shouldn't be able to do the Wiz. Right? Right. Do it, like, yeah,
1: <laughs> Exactly. Do, I, and it's not that there wasn't the talent there because we had done hairspray the year prior and a majority of those students we're still there. They are still going to school there. So as you said, basically 50-50, half the cast was Black, half the cast was not. So pull from that half that was <laughs> Black, and that was, right. you know, the purpose of what the Whiz is representative of, and put them at the forefront. But that's not something that happened. That's not something that happens often. And it's like, it's it's just the, the, the whole thing what you said of people picturing, oh, well, I thought that She was white to me or they they didn't look like this to me they looked like that like if it's not if it's not a crucial factor of the story just again going back to hairspray segregation was a main plot line then why is it like why are you so butthurt about it right about Mm -hmm. the fact that they want to cast a black person even with Ariel, um and um was it hallie or chloe I can't remember. Kelly That got cast to be Ariel. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaking out about it.
2: People are like, it should have been this girl. And it's like, okay, I think there's nothing wrong with liking this other girl. But when you're saying it should have been this white girl instead of this black girl, maybe think about that before you say it.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, and the other I, thing is like with Hamilton specifically. I remember hearing these like old, these like Staten Island racists call in and <laughs> complain about it. That's who it was. It was like like these people that like, you know, had nothing better to do and would call in and complain that you know Thomas Jefferson's not white or whatever. But the issue really is like if you're a creative person, like if Lin-Manuel Miranda has this, he's reimagining this thing, and it's like it's billed as a reimagination of this story. And it's his, it's his thing. It's his cre- like creatively, it's his thing. So if they want to do a, a casting call that says like we're we're really trying to highlight people of color and and also. It's a show that uh, it's, it's a rhythmic show. It's got fucking rap music in it. It I was, was ridiculous. I was just
1: going to say that. With an all
0: white cast. It I really was... would. I think Hamilton with an all white cast is a fucking disaster. I really, oh. really do. <laughs> right. I don't say that no white people have rhythm, but it just lo- it would look silly. I re- I really really would, especially knowing the standard that the original cast set. I mean these they're these are like extremely talented people singers dancers Mm -hmm. actors you know what i mean and they're all they've all a lot of them have gone on to do other things that are really good I, i just i don't think that it's really hard and it's really silly to me to hear people complain about the fact that the guy who put it together who is a hispanic guy um wants it a certain way and is trying to do a specific thing and you shouldn't think that you have the right to step in and be like well i'm not gonna see it because there's, you know, George Washington is a black guy, like it just you just sound ridiculous. It's a this is the point of art, it's supposed to give you some sort of different perspective on on a story or, or, or what, you know, it's, it's supposed to give you something to think about and something that's different. And it's funny because
2: no. those are the same people who would justify to you, I'm not racist. I just think it's strange that you would cast that as a black man. And it's like, it's yeah, like, well, if that's what you're time fixated time on in season. 2020.
0: I know, like, it, 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 it's the same thing. Every time they do these, these World War II movies, like, there are certain types of movies that get made, and they kind of are the same movie. And, like, there's, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, like, retell history and, and like, like yeah, I mean, history is definitely going to be uncomfortable. There's no question about that. But like, mm-hmm. I also think that there's there's it's it's just it's Hamilton is just more fucking creative <laughs> than all of this this other stuff that's been out there, you know. And that sure. is one of the why people love it. It's a it's a it's a new thing. It's mm-hmm. really fucking good, and it's from like a a voice that you haven't seen before. Like he obviously did in the Heights, which is uh, which was a huge hit on Broadway. But like. His, that perspective is not something that has really been in the zeitgeist before. And I think people were sort of like, Oh, great. Finally, something good. History is fun and cool and like yeah.
2: good. And you know, Have either of you watched um, Five bloods, the new Spike Lee movie on Netflix?
1: No,
0: not yet, but it looks great. So
2: it's, so it's about five Vietnam vets who are all black men going back in present day. And they have, you know, there's flashbacks and stuff, but that's the thing. It's like, when you're talking about those war movies and things it's like okay great we can tell stories about war but we've told a lot of stories about white people in the war so maybe we should be thinking with a wider lens and telling those other stories and so it's i mean i loved the movie but just from purely from a standpoint that it's telling a story about the vietnam war that's not just you know a bunch of white guys in their army uniforms it's it's good to see kind of the expansion of the stories within history that we're telling. Because, you know, history is not just about white people, even right. if you're, you know, ha- it's great that you're casting something like Hamilton with a diverse cast, but we should also be telling stories about, you know, people from different backgrounds in history. So it's, I think it's a, it's a large issue and I think we're hopefully moving to a better place, but yeah, it's a definitely not something that can be fixed overnight.
1: For sure. And I think just the the casting on a broad scope and spectrum of just making it common practice to cast diverse people, to cast people because they're talented, not because, oh, everyone like knows this person. Let's keep putting them in this movie, this, this, this. Who cares what the actual role calls for? And then in doing that, you make it more you make those, you know, black, brown, whoever, those people that you're bringing in, you make them more known, you make them a, like, household name, for lack of a better term. I know there have been several people who um, have either wanted to, like, not at Betches necessarily, but other places that I've worked as well, just who may have wanted to, like, pitch their client or something, and I'm one of the only people who's ever heard of them. But they've done, you know, good work in what they're on. I know someone who was on Blackish and grownish. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those shows. But yes, yeah,
0: reform, baby.
1: <laughs> those shows, <laughs> and I'm the only one who'd ever heard of them. And like that's that's a problem because they're a main character right, on this the like show.
2: D- uh, it's one thing if you don't watch the show, but those people are famous. Like, you don't get to be like, they don't matter just because I don't watch the show that they're on.
1: Exactly. So I hope, as you said, Dylan, we get to a place where it's normal and common practice and people just get the stick out of their ass about this person historically was probably white so let's only cast them that way because my history is the only history that matters right
0: yeah I mean, <laughs> hopefully hopefully we get more hamiltons i mean that would be a great thing for uh the creative community and for people that are fans of of broadway and just you know um good entertainment but on that note guys i think it might be time to get the fuck out of here um,
2: I, I had so much fun with you guys I Whitten
0: did too do was a blast um, yeah, I, know,
2: was
0: great. I, ha- I w- hope you guys have a happy and safe fourth I know this is going to be a really fucking weird one uh, <laughs> Given <laughs> everything that's going on But to the listeners Thank you very much for listening to the show We appreciate it Please rate, uh, review, and subscribe uh, Leave us a great review Because I think we've earned it um <laughs> this is a
2: great review and wear a mask <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if,
0: you, if you've been listening to the show for you know the entire year we appreciate it and um, obviously keep listening so you'll keep hearing from some of us here and there uh, you can find me on social media
2: at Mike Coscarelli I'm on Instagram at Dylan Hafer and uh, follow at Bravo by Betches which is my, uh, my little baby child
1: and I'm on Instagram at dmichelle 1l4es or <laughs> or you can find down,
2: <laughs> a spelling lesson
1: <laughs> a little quick spelling lesson let's keep up um, or you can find me through you up at uup podcast or wens happy hour which is wens happy hr
0: till next time guys we'll see you thank you bye
4: Betches